0: You guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, you need to. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi and welcome to Mimesis, a podcast about all the twisted ways that art and life imitate each other. I'm Stacey Rourke. And I'm Sandra Sheriff Sackerly. And we will be your hosts on this Zany adventure. This is part two of our first two-part episode. American Horror Story. That's right. And all the historical elements that those brilliant writers have weaved into it, um, making it one of my all time favorite shows. I don't I don't I know where you show. stand. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, you're in. Right, the- I, oh,
1: I haven't brilliant. seen every season, but I still love every single one that I've seen.
0: Yeah, there's for the one.
1: <laughs> you know, that's that's the great thing
0: about American Horror Story is that even if some of the seasons and we all know who we're talking about are not mm-hmm. great, <laughs> you know that something fresh and new is coming the next season. So. Right. And we will get to that. We have we got up to hotel. That's where we're going to kick off today. Yep. But before we get into that, we have so much business to go into. Yeah. We've been busy little bees.
1: We have. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, our Patreon page is now up. Yay! Yay. Um, for anyone that may not know what Patreon is, that is a way that you can become a member on the Patreon for a small monthly fee, and you get all sorts of exclusive goodies. And we've really packed in some cool ones. We have. Yeah, everybody that signs up is going to get an official Mimesis sticker. We have um, exclusive content that's going to be up there. Yep. We even have a couple of the episodes already ready to go. So yep. those will be released just to our Patreons. We will be doing live chats with our Patreon members. Um, and they are going to always have ad-free episodes. Yes. We are going to be doing ads here on the, the show soon. Um, but if you don't necessarily want ads, become a, a Patreon. And that's a good way to make sure that you always are ad-free. We also have some Mameses merchandise that's in the works. And by yeah, becoming I'm a, I i excited about that. I know. It's going to be so cool. <laughs> My entire wardrobe is going to be all mimesis stuff. Uh-huh. Mine too. <laughs> um, by becoming a Patreon member you'll get merchandise discounts and some exclusive
1: offers there too. Yeah. So um and now I we're I think the gonna... most exciting one is that they can talk to us live. I think so.
0: <laughs> we're a hoot. We're a hoot. <laughs> we're, a
1: oh, hoot. You're a hoot? we're a hoot. <laughs> we're a hoot. We are a hoot. We are
0: I mean we both have our moments. <laughs> I also think one of the best things that they're gonna get is our nursery rhyme episode. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, if you are on the fence about becoming a Patreon, you need to sign up just to hear we did a episode about nursery rhymes and the real historical elements that they were drawn from. And we did this, what, one week after I had had surgery?
1: I don't even think it was a week after (laughs) you had surgery.
0: And I was on some serious painkillers. We were both so tired and we've recorded this episode and it is hysterical. It's yeah. just, it was a comedy of errors, but it's yeah. just, it's priceless. It's <laughs> <laughs> highly recommend just for the lunacy of it. Yes. Um, another thing we have, if you go to our Spotify page for the, the Mimesis podcast, you can have, we have listener support that you can send any kind of little
1: donation Donation
0: towards us as a little hey good job anything like that um and the reason we are doing the patreon the reason we have the listener support set up is because we want to continue to turn out content for you guys we want to grow this into something amazing because we love doing this yes and so those proceeds are going to go towards soundproofing Mm -hmm. equipment for us it's going to go through new editing software for sandra so she doesn't have to pull her hair out with the yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> i want to lately yeah it's been intense what, what did you software. say it's been doing it just freezes and then everything that i've edited is just gone and i have to redo it again and oh again.
0: Yeah. yeah so we need some new editing software yeah. um so yeah that's what we're putting these proceeds towards is putting it back into the show to make the best content for you that we can now if you want to help out you want to become a patreon or you want to you know do a listener support donation cool you don't really want to don't feel you know that's something you can do right now that's fine that's Mm -hmm. awesome too just keep on listening we're yep we're going to keep doing what we're doing (laughs) all right is that about it did i cover all the business i don't
1: know I think so.
0: I think I did. All right. Well, I guess that means, and we really should get into this episode because holy crap, I was looking through how much we have left, and yeah. I'm really hoping, bit. what?
1: I thought we got a bit.
0: Yeah. I went <laughs> overboard a little bit. Yeah. That's okay, because it's lo- good. I love the show, and they put so much just rich history into it. And you know what? I feel like I'm doing the writers a disservice if I don't point out all these subtle little nuances that they weaved in because it's it's brilliant and they deserve to be celebrated. So we have a lot left to do and I don't want this to be a three-parter. So this is a part where you tell me to (laughs) shut up and get to the episode. Let's go. Get to it. (laughs) All right. So let's do it. We are up to hotel. Now- You cannot talk about Hotel without talking about the celebrity that just showed the world what she was made of in that season. Lady Gaga. We knew she could perform. Oh, yeah. We didn't know she could act. No. And and she she was spectacular. She
1: acted the shit out of that season. She was brilliant. Oh, yes. I would say Hotel is my number one favorite. It's so good. It's so And it has so much heart to it. And I,
0: I yeah. also think that Lady Gaga brought a lot of that heart to yes. her role. Yeah. And, you know, it's really impressive that she did because the character that – or, excuse me, the person that her character was based on did not have a lot of heart. This person – was the Countess Elizabeth Bathory. Um, She was a Hungarian countess from the 16th and 17th century, and she was rumored to have killed hundreds of young girls and women. Some say she even bathed in their blood in hopes of it keeping her young. (laughs) Yeah, so you see there where it ties into the, the blood yeah. aspects that they worked in. Yeah, wow. Well,
1: yeah, mm-hmm.
0: We got more to discuss about this. Um, December 26th of 1610, Count Gregory Th- Theros visited Countess Elizabeth's castle under the king's command. It was well known that Elizabeth tortured and killed servants and peasants and, you know, some of the higher-ups. It might have even... Brushed that under the rug and they didn't they didn't they really were probably they're helping <laughs> yeah they were like oh this is no big deal but um yeah, see because her title protected her yeah. Is, but see the thing is it was believed that elizabeth had been targeting or had begun targeting the daughters of the local nobles oh no yeah so when she was torturing you know her own Servants and the peasants. Oh well, that's fine. You know, whatever. She's yeah. just quirky. But when <laughs> she went after their kids, okay. Well, now we've got to do something about this. Yeah. Hmm. So what was it that Count Thoroughs walked in on? The Countess was in the middle of one of her torturing sessions. Now we have no way to know what exactly he saw, but she was known to shove needles under her victims' fingernails, oh, tie shit. them. Yeah, tie them down outside and then smear them with honey and (gasps) and leave them to be attacked by bees and ants. Uh Uh, She would bite off hunks of their flesh, not to mention just blatantly torturing them to death. Uh In at least one situation, it's believed that she cut hunks of flesh off of a girl's body and then made her cook it and eat it. <gasps> Hunks of her own flesh. Like, who? what kind of mind even comes up with that? That's A some Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, that's some yeah. Hannibal Lecter, like, twisted shit. I don't even. <laughs> so, based on whatever it was that Thoreau's witnessed, Bathory and her cohorts were put on trial for 80 counts of murder. Wow. All were convicted, but only Bathory escaped execution. Instead, she was confined to a room in the castle with only slits for air and food. Now, she could not handle
1: being alone. That probably drove her insane.
0: Yeah. She only lived in that solitude for three years before being found dead in August of 1614. She she couldn't handle it. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? Good riddance to her because yeah. See, she didn't have like the way Gaga played the character. She almost had a maternal side to her and yeah. she did some some horrible stuff, but I mean, she wasn't she wasn't cutting up people and making them eat themselves. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the Countess's husband from the hotel season was also based on a real life monster. In this case, it was none other than Dr. H.H. Holmes. Holmes was an infamous serial killer of the 1890s who killed somewhere between 20 and 200 people.
1: 20 and 200? That's a <laughs>
0: wide range. It is. That's a really huge <laughs> margin for error. <laughs> I don't even know. (laughs) Might be 21. Might be 199. We really lost count. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Holmes constructed a home he called his murder castle. That was three stories of blatant horrors. The upper floors were living quarters and two small rooms where he tortured and killed his count. I say countless victims. It could have been 18. We don't each room was armed with trap doors and chutes that allowed him to dump the bodies directly into his basement.
1: Oh, that's crazy.
0: <laughs> he was efficient. I would give him that. Yeah. Uh, so we've got, you know, a couple of serial killers right there. Yeah. But you can't talk about the season of hotel without talking about the building itself. Right. The building even becomes a character.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that was based on the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. That probably yeah. sounds familiar. They've got the Netflix documentary about the Cecil Hotel. Yes. There's a lot going on there. I still there. need to watch that. I haven't watched that yet. Oh, it's so good. That one. Yeah. That's a good one. Built in 1924, the hotel cost $1.5 million to complete and welcome guests with its opulent marble lobby and stunning stained glass windows. Unfortunately, five years after its opening, the U.S. sank into the Great Depression. The area nearby the hotel became known as Skid Row, which was a last resort for trans- transients as up to 10,000 homeless people squatted within a four-mile wow. radius of the hotel. Yeah. And this is still just a horrible area there. That's, yeah. The first death at the Cecil Hotel was a suicide in 1927 when a na- man named Percy Ormond Cook shot himself. It would not be the last. How many people have died there? The Wikipedia page says 17. Not too many. <laughs> However, more. yeah. In the Netflix series about the hotel, which is called Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel, if anyone wants to check that out, the general manager, Amy Price, claims that there have been over 80 deaths in the 10 years that she's worked there. See, that sounds more accurate. That's just in 10 years.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah. that's just in 10 years. Did you take that back to the 1920s? And if that, you you know, you're looking at probably somewhere over 100 people total that have died there. It's also a hot spot for criminal activity, which is no surprise. I mean, it's a crappy part of town. Like from prostitution to drug, drug deals, everything is going down at this hotel. And there have been some famous names that you might recognize that have frequented there. Including one that we've mentioned from season one, the Black Dahlia. Really? Yes. Just days before her death, Elizabeth Short was seen drinking at the bar there. Wow. Hmm, What kind of shady individual maybe saw her there? Right. Hmm. Um, Or somebody was mad that she went there. Or somebody was mad that she went there. Yep. In the 1980s, Richard Ramirez, who history knows as the, the Night Stalker, yes. was rumored to have stayed there for a few weeks. He also has a Netflix documentary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did he go crazy there and that's why he started killing?
0: Oh, no. That dude was crazy from a long way crazy.
1: back. And we're, <laughs> we're
0: going to talk about him later because he makes another appearance on American Horror Story and we'll talk about him more, but... That dude is sick. Um, But it is rumored that he was in residence at the Cecil Hotel for at least part of his infamous killing spree. Oh, wow. There were people, uh, I think it was in the Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel documentary, that said they would see Ramirez outside in clothes that were covered in blood. And he'd, like, strip down to his boxers in an alley and walk upstairs like that nobody thought that was on at the cecil hotel probably not (laughs) (laughs) the guy in his boxers you know that they 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 could just sweep under the rug it was the people that were probably completely nude that they were like okay now that's a little too far (laughs) um and oddly enough Ramirez was not the only serial killer that stayed at the Cecil Hotel.
1: Of course not.
0: <laughs> a man named Jack Underweger was staying there prior to being accused of strangling three pot- prostitutes in Austria.
1: <laughs> oh, so he didn't kill in the U.S. Just oh abroad. no no no. This was
0: this is a travel abroad.
1: <laughs> yeah, so this
0: was not a good place to stay. No. Oh. Now most recently, and this is the case that is um highlighted in the vanishing at the Cecil Hotel, Alisa Lamb went missing from the yep. Cecil. Video footage was found of her acting really erratically in one of the hotel elevators.
1: Yep. <laughs> this is I remember this. this.
0: Is, yes. This is so ugh. after guests reported that the hotel's water was brown and had a foul smell to it the matter was investigated now before i go further i need you to understand that people were brushing their teeth with this water no
1: i don't want to understand this (laughs) they were
0: showering in this water they were like oh it smells and it tastes gross but you know mm -hmm." yeah and then management went up to the the roof where there were three water tanks And Elisa, Elisa, excuse me, her body was found in one of the water tanks. Dead, had been there for a little bit, floating. Uh, There was a huge investigation. It was determined that Elisa was off her bipolar meds at the time, and she climbed into the tank voluntarily. Which is just, it's just heartbreaking. It is. Yeah, but... Can you imagine brushing your teeth without water? No. I, do- I don't want to imagine that.
1: <laughs> nope. No, <is> that Nope.
0: <laughs> and at the, in the documentary, they talked to a couple that were staying there, and they'd brush their teeth with that, and then they found out about that. <laughs> they were like, yeah, we checked out. <laughs> I chug would hope so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, really, don't chug bleach. Don't, don't chug bleach. Don't do that.
0: So there weren't actually vampires at the CISO Hotel, but I think we can agree that the hotel's morbid history
1: was something demonic is going on there.
0: Yeah. So that's that's the history elements of the hotel season. But I think we can all agree that that one was probably one of the best seasons that they did. It was so good. It was. Did you have any favorite parts of that one? I just,
1: I all around, just, it was all about Lady Gaga for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also loved time. Liz
0: Taylor. Yes. Yes. Her story was so beautiful. Oh, yes. Well, following a Hotel, we had the season of Roanoke. <laughs> Roanoke. Now, Roanoke was based on an English establishment. Uh, it, which was established excuse me in 1587 after only three years all 117 residents of the settlement vanished without a trace the only clue left behind was the word croatoan carved in a wooden post that's the history behind that season and that is literally all i have to say about that season (laughs) yeah there's nothing to say (laughs) There was so much they could have done with that season
1: and uh, I stopped watching after like the first 15 minutes. It I was just not good. Couldn't. And then I tried going on to the second episode. I couldn't. So <laughs> then I just skipped it. <laughs> that was not my favorite season by a long shot. Yeah. Uh, but like, even you know Asylum. I didn't care for Asylum. But I still watched it all the way through until the aliens. And I was like, really? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, now there's aliens. OK. Yeah. Yeah. But like I still watched it. Right yeah. I, no, I couldn't. I had a hard time. I when I love a show, truly love a show, I will power yeah. through. Um, that one I powered through, but I, I won't ever watch that season again. I, I'm one of the kind yeah. of people that I will watch a show that I love numerous times. That one I'll yeah. skip. That's I fine do too.
1: But that's, I'm different. Like shows, I can just no, I'm not. I, I can't watch this anymore. But with books, I'm different. Like a bad book, I will re- I will struggle through the whole thing and finish really? it. Really? Yeah. Oh. I don't know why. Have you ever had any that you're like, no, I can't finish this? I think one, and I don't remember what it was. And I was, but most of the time, I do with books finish. I think it's because,
0: as a writer, I, I I read and I write professionally all the time. Yeah. So if something doesn't grab my attention really quick, I'm I'm out. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's too much other talent out there that I can I'll just I'll just move on.
1: And that's why I feel like shows like I don't know why it's different for shows and books for me, but well, good
0: for you, persevering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so after Roanoke came Cult. Yes. And that one had a lot of <laughs> triggers for people in a lot of a different lot. ways. What's the, <laughs> oh my gosh, the phobia of holes.
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: Oh, there's a name for it. If anybody listening to this knows, please tell me. But the main character had that. She had a phobia of of clowns. She had a phobia of the, the holes and all of those came through and a lot of people for many reasons had a whole lot of problems watching this season but it did have some good parts to it try phobia? yes it's something like that
1: it starts with try i know that
0: yes let's say yes because i can't say
1: otherwise so it's, yes brings on feelings of disgust or fear when you see patterns with lots of holes yep mm-hmm Okay. Yeah.
0: So that was in there. There was a lot of, and then there was a lot of political aspects in this one, but the main character, Kai Anderson, was meant to be a blend of real life cult figures like Charles Manson, David Koresh, uh, Mm -hmm. Jim James Murphy, and the incredibly talented Evan Peters pulled that off effortlessly by the way we talked about Lady Gaga can we talk about Evan Peters for a yeah. minute he yeah.
1: has so much talent he could play he does anything he's he fantastic. can he has a wide range of just awesomeness <laughs> and I don't think he gets enough attention in Hollywood I don't think he does I think it's only because he's on I I don't remember seeing him on anything other than American <gasps> Horror
0: Story. he was
1: on WandaVision was he? Yeah. Ah, he was.
0: That's right. Because Ooh. he was in the um the X-Men version of yes. um her brother's character. Yeah. He was Pedro. Yeah. Pedro. Yes. So he was he was on WandaVision for a little while. Yeah, which was very cool. That's right. Uh yeah. So yeah, we just went off in an Evan Peters tirade, but he yeah. deserves it. So that's okay. He does. There were also lesser known cult leaders that were also featured during that season. One in particular's name was Valerie Solanas. Now, history remembers her as the woman who shot Andy Warhol. Now, if you've seen that season, I'm sure you remember when that part came about. But her story did not begin or end with the Andy Warhol part. Valerie was sexually abused by her father and was pregnant twice before the age of 15. Oh. Once That's by a family, yeah. Once by a family member, and the second time by an older sailor. Both babies were given up to be raised elsewhere. Now, as as Valerie grew up, she re- realized she was attracted primarily to women. Armed with this newfound sense of self, she began to thrive at school, like she owned this truth about herself, and just went forward to conquer. Her high school principal even wrote a college recommendation letter for her that stated she was incredibly bright. This wow. allowed yeah, Valerie was rocking it for a while. Yeah. This allowed her the chance to attend the University of Minnesota where she she developed an artsy intellect and the strong desire to rage against sexism. <laughs> Not just, you know, contest it, but to rage against it. Yeah. She was enrolled in a master's of psychology program, but dropped out after a year to hitchhike her way to California, which in that time was a thing that, you know, a lot of people did. A lot of people did, yeah. In the summer of 1962, she headed to Greenwich Village in New York in hopes of joining the bohemian art scene that was thriving there. In 1965, she completed her first play, which was called
1: Up Your Ass. (laughs) Yes. What play are you in? Up Your Ass. No, I said what play are you in? Rude, but yeah.
0: Uh, Up Your Ass was about a lesbian prostitute and her off-color associates. Her zany group of friends. (laughs) She tried to find a producer for it, including Andy Warhol. But everyone who read it found it to be a bit too lewd. Uh, yeah shocking something called up your ass is too lewd stop it two years later valerie completed her scum manifesto scum Scum. standing for society for cutting up men (laughs) okay then yeah (laughs) to some it was a feminist called arms Others saw it as satire. They didn't take it seriously at first. Yeah. It was around that time that Valerie finally met Andy Warhol and approached him about producing Up Your Ass. I'm sorry. (laughs) 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 I'm producing Up Your Ass. I'm directing Up Your Ass. Like, there's. (laughs) I'm acting Up Your Ass. Like.
1: just gets worse and worse every time. I know.
0: I'm ushering up your ass. It just goes on and on. It never stops being funny.
1: <laughs> Can't even what I was gonna say because it just gets
0: <laughs> Oh your face is so red. And we've lost her. <laughs>
1: I'm not going to edit this one out but I'm shooting up your
0: ass <laughs> do not edit that out that is perfect I'm shooting up your ass yeah oh goodness I lost my spot where was I <laughs> okay alright so oh, where was I oh, producing up your ass that's what it was So she she approached Warhol about this and um, he wasn't interested, but he tried to appease her by giving her a bit part, which paid like twenty five dollars in his latest production. The drama to follow could have ended there if if Warhol had given Valerie back her copy of the play. He he didn't didn't give it back. He didn't give it back. (laughs) So in her mind. He was trying to steal her ideas. So she waited for him outside on June 3rd, 1968, and shot him. Warhol was rushed to the hospital with a ruptured stomach, liver, spleen, and lungs. Wow. But he lived. But he was also forced to wear a surgical corset the rest of his days. Yeah. Valerie confessed to a Times Square officer that what she had done and was taken into custody while she was in custody. And, you know, she was in the hospital and everything. She was diagnosed with schizophrenia and spent the rest of her life in and out of psychiatric care. Solanus was viewed as the first female cult leader and was later found dead in a San Francisco hotel. April 25th, 1988. That being said, she would be thrilled to no end to know that in the year 2000, Up Your Ass finally enjoyed its stage debut at the George Coates Theater in San Francisco. Wow. San Francisco presents Up Your Ass. I'm starring in Up Your Ass. Okay. <laughs> I know. It's never gonna stop being funny. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> um now the season that came after this is Apocalypse. And I don't wanna like brush over Apocalypse. I do want to talk about it for a few minutes, but in my research. There were no new historical elements that were weaved into it. There was a lot of...
1: it's. it's in the future. It's a dystopian about the future.
0: Yeah. And it does callbacks to Coven. It does
1: callbacks to Murder House. It does callbacks to those seasons. But it really Um, doesn't take you back to anything because we have not lived through...
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's (laughs) that um, Michael Langdon is in there who is the baby that was born at the end of murder house he comes back and it was it was very well done it was Uh, another thing that and we haven't mentioned her yet but she has done a few seasons of american horror story and i think she is a brilliant talent as well is billy lords oh yeah she is phenomenal I mean, she She has to be with, you know, the the lineage, the Hollywood legacy lineage that pumps through that girl's veins. You know, she's a a born performer. But she is just such a natural talent. I love watching her. She really is. And she was really great in the Apocalypse series. That one was a very good one for her. Yes. She was Mallory. Yes. It took me a minute. (laughs) <laughs> it was calculating. She also um and I I didn't touch on it in this episode, but um they did the um short story season where it was like one episode per was a different storyline. And yeah, I don't um I think I watched that one. <laughs> some were better than others. I did I did watch them all because of course I did, but the season ended with a Billy Lord's episode that starts off with a very Rosemary's baby kind of vibe to it, but then it's got a really big twist in it. And she was nothing short of brilliant in that role. She did so good. If you watch nothing else from that season, watch her episode because it blew me away. It was really good, Yeah, but they did have other episodes in that, that, um, Brought back, you know, there were callbacks to other past things that had happened. You know, there's one that goes back to Murder House, and um, I really liked Murder House too. Well,
1: that's where it all started. That's Mm -hmm. right. Yeah,
0: that one was really good. So, yes, Apocalypse was very, very good. And then after Apocalypse came 1984. Yes, which was a fun season. Again, Billy Lords was in that. It was very good. There was some other new talent that came in for that one. It was a fun episode, or excuse me, season. But I had a problem with 1984 for one particular reason. And what's that? Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. (laughs) Yeah. They made him the love interest for Billy Lords' character. Yeah, <laughs> I have a problem with that. Um, Why would they do that? And I know she was supposed to, spoilers, sorry. I, there's so many spoilers in this, but she was supposed to be crazy. He's supposed to be crazy. It's a very, you know, natural born killers kind of thing. But I—if this guy raped women and children, violently killed people of all ages. Yeah. And- in an incredibly gruesome way, I just I couldn't get behind anybody even wanting to make him appear as any kind of sex symbol, and yeah, not that's just, just yeah it's it's horrible, yeah and it's not just everything that he did like that's the worst part yeah the worst part is everything he did however there's also some physical parts to this this guy was known. For never brushing his teeth.
1: Right.
0: He never brushed his teeth. He rarely showered. His victims that actually survive, one of the things that a lot of them are haunted by was, like, the stench of him. Oh. Yeah. And now to take this kind of person and make them anybody's love interest, it just – I Right. I had a hard time with that.
1: Yeah, that makes me think of the show, or, yeah, the show You. Yes. I can't think of the guy's real name, like, the character. I can't think Pen, of the character. Pen something? I don't know, but he, like, posted, do not fall in love with this character. Like, this yeah. is horrible. Like, He's... <laughs> toxic very toxic yeah he's like this is not what you want to fall in love with yeah
0: just because he always texts you back doesn't mean that he's a good guy (laughs) right if he texts you back because he's outside in your bushes watching you and critiquing everything you do that's not something we want to shoot for ladies No. No. no 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 not at all but i mean they didn't know what
1: was going on yeah
0: And to be perfectly honest, this guy had women when he was in prison. He had women sending him pictures and letters all the time, like half naked, fully nude, like he's sending him pictures all the time, wanting to hook up. Where is the bar? Where is the bar for what you're looking for in a guy if that's oh he he slaughtered all of these people um yeah he is accused of murdering 13 and committing 30 felonies but i believe i can change him
1: he said i was sexy
0: looking (laughs) he thinks i'm sexy looking okay um what are we doing what are we doing you can't fix him. You can't heal him. No. He's not a good guy. Just raise no. the bar. Just a little bit. Um, How about a lot? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's raise it to never raped or murdered anybody. Can we yeah. do that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aim higher. Okay. Yeah. So I'll get off my soapbox about that. It could have been a great you know here's the thing even if they had a character there and just made him a serial killer but maybe not one that really existed just right right make your own pop him yeah. in there <laughs> okay i'm sorry i'll get off my soapbox it really bothered me <laughs> all right so from there we moved on to the double feature series Uh,
1: (laughs) I haven't watched that one either. Like, I feel like I'm missing out on so much. (laughs) You have so much left to do. I know. But
0: that's okay. Because you'll get to it and it'll be great. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first half of Double Feature, I was all in. Because it was about writers. And it was set in Maine, which is where Stephen King is from. And it had this whole vibe that really reminded me in some ways of... The energy that that season one had, where you didn't know who was good and who was bad and what was happening, yeah, it had that kind of feeling to it, and I was all in. It was so good, and then I just felt like it just stopped abruptly, and then it moved on to the aliens half of the season.
1: <clears throat> Excuse me. And I, oh, what was that? Did you hear was that? It your side? No. I, I don't know anything.
0: it just went like staticky all all of a sudden in my headphones oh that was scary are you good i'm good
1: okay <laughs> okay so we Is had there an alien there
0: i hope not i said aliens and now they're like <laughs> they were like go ahead trash talk our season yeah. watch what happens <laughs> <laughs> they brought in aliens and i'm not even gonna lie I, maybe this makes me like a very
1: simple-minded person they, they brought I in aliens and double feature again
0: they brought in aliens again and I kept waiting for them to tie the first half of the season in with the second half. Like okay. I watched all of the alien season thinking that we were going to have aliens versus vampires and I was oh. so invested. I thought that was going to be so that cool. might be interesting. And then they didn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they didn't.
0: They didn't. And even in some of their, their graphics for the show they had like the aliens and the dra- the the dragons there was no dragons the aliens and the vampires together together and i'm like yes this is going to be vampires and aliens this is going to be yeah. amazing
1: it's going to so be So they a- like literally stopped it and never like gave you any closure from the first half no it was just done mm-hmm. and now we're moving on to the next half yeah i don't like that
0: yeah that was i was bummed out but uh, The first half of the series yeah. was – I had no idea when I watched this because, again, I thought this was just like a vampire tale. I had no idea that the main character in the first half of the season, the author, was based on mm-hmm. a real person. Oh, really? Yeah. It was a man by the name of Harry Gardner who – was portrayed on the show as a writer. Uh, Well, the person he was based on was not. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. Harry Gardner was not the, the, the name of the, the person. Harry Gardner was the, the writer on the show. The real person's name was Anton, Tony, Charles Costas, AKA the Cape Cod vampire. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. He was a handyman and a cannabis farmer those are very odd spectrums there but okay yeah like the character of harry the writer tony took a bunch of pills which you haven't seen this but spoiler alert that's how they become a vampire is it's the actual pill that they take okay tony took a bunch of pills and got all kinds of nutty but he didn't just stop at pills he threw in some LSD, basically anything else he could get his oh, hands goodness. on. So the,
1: he was high and tripping. And... Uh, yeah, he was all over the place. Downers and uppers. Uh, the end result,
0: he killed and dismembered eight women. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of which were found with bite marks on them, which earned him the vampire moniker. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: (laughs) not as much, you know, it's more poetic when it was the the writer. Not that that would make it okay, but yeah,
1: the fact that he (laughs) was okay to kill people,
0: (laughs) don't don't kill and bite,
1: (laughs) just don't kill. (laughs) Well, also, don't bite. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm yelling at my toddler, (laughs) don't bite your sister. So you say it to your toddler.
0: I say it to my 160-pound Newfoundland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he he doesn't bite hard. He just mouths.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Anywho, the second half of Double Feature we talked about was based on aliens. And like Area 51 aliens? Yes, exactly. It was based in that time period. So there were a ton of cameos during that part. I mean, we had President Eisenhower, we had Amelia Earhart, we had the 1969 moon landing, we had JFK, Richard Nixon, Lyndon B. Johnson, Marilyn Monroe, I mean, everybody was in there. Okay, And they tied all of it into uh, the alien storyline, including Marilyn Monroe's death. They basically attributed that to jfk opened up to her about some of the alien stuff she knew things she shouldn't know so they had to have her so did the
1: alien episode episodes like have an ending or did it kind of did
0: you know it did have an it had an ending but i was so unsatisfied with that part (laughs) of the season that i don't even remember how it ended i know it ended I don't remember how. I, I it didn't tie in with the vampires. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, I I remember watching the end credits roll, and I'm like, "When are the vampires coming out?" Oh, we're done. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. So, I don't remember. That was not my favorite season.
1: Yeah, um,
0: I will say, weird. and I forgot to mention this dude, uh, Macaulay Culkin was in the first half of Double Feature, the vampire part. Okay. He was in there and you know what? I think he needed a long break from the public eye so that he could finally shrug off the Home Alone thing and come back. And Yeah. And he came back and was fantastic in this role. He just, he was great. I hope he does more So I should watch it
1: for that. Yes, absolutely. Okay, he
0: was really, really good. I hope he because all I can see is picturing
1: him is the slapping of the face and the scream from Home Alone.
0: You won't even see him that way at all. He just he owns this role and he's he does a great job. I hope that they bring him back for more seasons. And who knows? Maybe in the future we'll do another one of these where we can catch up on even more seasons and more history that they we've been there so we've had two episodes now of all the the real people and real events that uh american horror story has drawn inspiration from were that there any
1: of these that really surprised you in any way well it's surprising (laughs) that they tried to make richard ramirez as like somebody you should like
0: (laughs) yeah and i I can't even say for sure that they tried to make him somebody that you should like but the fact that he he was somebody's love interest on the show yeah more than one because he had a a, like a flirtation sexy sexy interaction with the camp counselor too so there was more than one person that they
1: just don't no no No. but then what was the question (laughs) Anything that surprised you
0: of the things that were based on reality? Um,
1: the <laughs> Countess, yes, like There's. her reign of terror. <laughs>
0: um, I I always refer back to the morbid episodes, and I know I I I should get some sort of like commission for pimping their show all the time, but maybe a little, <laughs> yeah. They did an episode about the countess. And the really funny thing about that is one of the hosts of the show is a um, autopsy technician. And it's Elena. And she was talking about the fact that they say the countess bathed in the blood of girls. And as a autopsy technician, she was giving the science of how difficult that would actually be. (laughs) <laughs> because, like, how are you going to drain them? You would have to, like, like cut their artery directly over a tub to catch it. Yeah. And you were going to need, like, more than one, you know. <laughs> maybe, maybe she just, like, splashed a little on her face. I don't know. But that would be hard yeah. to actually bathe in the blood. But there was yeah. a scene in uh, an episode of Outlander where girl you need to get caught up
1: (laughs) me too i'm telling you
0: um one of the other time travelers was bathing in blood we don't know if it's human but she was she was bathing in blood as well so
1: wait there's more than one time traveler in outlander (sighs) (sighs) insert
0: exasperated sigh Yes, I there's many time travelers
1: in Outlander. I freaking love Outlander, but I have not caught up. And I, I Well let's haven't. see.
0: The season that just finished, as of right now, we know there are one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. As of right now, we know of at least seven oh, time travelers. And that's not so, even going by the books. That's
1: just the show. Oh, so you haven't read the books at all? Yeah, we're going to have to do a books versus show of Outlander, yeah. too. Like, actually, I should say, I should know that there's more than one time traveler because I know I met the, the other one in the second season. We're getting like way yes. off topic now, but yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: I'm to be her. clear, I'm always about two sentences away from just going on an outliner tirade. So.
1: <laughs> I mean, Jamie Frazier, come on. Uh, oh. God bless him. Oh. <laughs> we need to send his mom a fruit basket. <laughs> I know. Just thank a you. thank you card. Maybe some nut muffins. Thank you. Oh.
0: Thank you for bringing him into the world. Yeah. <laughs> Oh goodness.
1: All right. Well, I think that takeaway from the show is no bloodbath. <laughs> no sexualizing serial killers.
0: <laughs> Unless it's Dexter Morgan.
1: <laughs> but
0: he's a fake one. That's right. That's right. He's, he's fake.
1: Fictitious. Yes. Not and he like, only
0: killed bad people.
1: Yeah. Like I had a really hard time watching uh, Ted Bundy's Netflix yes. thing that they put Zach Efron. I love Zach Efron. Yeah. And I had to be like, You cannot like him. You cannot <laughs> like him. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I get that. It's hard. Yeah. It's yeah, hard. But, I mean, they did that on purpose because he had this charm. Exactly. And so and Bundy did.
0: Yeah. And he's another one that had women sending him stuff left and right all the time he even you,
1: got somebody pregnant in jail it's you just want to
0: you just want to like shake these women do you not understand his crimes right. do you not understand what he did do you think if right. you did end up with him you're gonna end up any different than these women that were thrown right. and dead and, yeah, yeah thrown dead somewhere yeah, yeah. no yeah so yeah, don't sexualize serial killers. Don't take baths yep. in blood. Yep. And watch anything that Lady Gaga is in.
1: Well. well no. Are we gonna say it? We're gonna say it. Not
0: House of Not Gucci. House of Gucci. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not House Ew. of Gucci.
0: And it wasn't her fault.
1: No. She acted the shit out of it. Yes. But she did but it, the, it wasn't it just, her it was the movie itself
0: yeah it was i think it was the, the
1: script and yeah it
0: just wasn't there
1: yeah like she that, acted the, the shit out of it the storyline is like the actual story is better than the movie
0: <laughs> it is it is listen yeah. to a podcast about it it's fantastic read a book yeah. about it it's great but it's just it, somehow it didn't it didn't come to screen the way no. it should have no so Not Gaga's fault. No.
1: Hashtag not Gaga's fault. (laughs) But watch anything else that watch anything
0: else that she's in. Just not that. Yeah. All right. That is all of our American Horror Story for this time.
1: For now. (laughs) Yes. More.
0: (laughs) Then we'll get caught. We'll do a catch
1: up scene. Maybe we can uh, do like little mini mini episodes when each new season comes out. That's right. We should.
0: Oh, and uh, another thing we need to remind our listeners of: we are still looking for listener tales of if you have any creepy slumber party games that you played when you were growing up, and maybe something weird, funny, uh, unusual happened. We want to hear your stories. You (laughs) exactly. We want to hear those. (laughs) Maybe you saw something appearing in the mirror. Maybe something. There was something. Yeah. You want to hear those stories. So you can send those to us at the Podcast at gmail.com. And yep. who knows? You might hear your story on one of our episodes. As soon as we get mm-hmm. enough together, we'll do one of those. Yes. And as we wrap it up, I'm going to go with an easy quote this time. And this might actually become my cheating way of ending with a quote <laughs> because, <laughs> because I love it and I could just change it as we go is love the art in yourself unless the art in yourself tells you to bathe in blood and ignore <laughs> the art in yourself
1: it's <laughs> gonna be on a shirt too yes no bathing in blood <laughs>
0: no bathing in blood all right until next time everyone we love you bye, bye.